The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. The madness of March upon us on this episode of the Eastern Insider. Yes, we know that the tournament is upon us, Alex Jewell, but this week it's the madness of Mac Gymnastics as well as spring football practice opening here on the Ypsilanti campus. Wow, and don't forget about baseball, Greg. They're in action right now, finishing up a four-game set at Ball State. Game one went their way. They're up as we're recording this in game two, so hopefully they'll even that series out. You mentioned it. Gymnastics exciting. will be in the building this weekend at the George Gervin game above center to host the MAC championship event. So uh, if you've come out before from gymnastics and two teams just isn't enough for you, you'll get a chance to see eight institutions, Katie Minnesota and company, trying to repeat as champions this weekend. A nice opportunity to do it in front of the home fans and in the arena they've been participating in all season long. So we'll hope that is the case for them. And then you mentioned it, just a whirlwind week for all the teams here on campus. A lot of action going around. Well, it's not baseball season until the Eagles open next Tuesday against Concordia, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. A battle of the birds at Ostrag Stadium one week from tomorrow. It is supposed to be 60 degrees, but it's also calling for an inch and a half of rain. So we'll Put a big question mark on will next week happen right now, but plenty in store uh, for you on this episode of the Eastern Cider. Both Alex and I back from our restful stay in Cleveland for the MAC tournament uh, that saw uh, Buffalo win on the women's side and Akron on the men's side. Congratulations to both of them as they get ready to represent their schools in the NCAA dance and a fun week that it was for all of us to be a part of that. It was a wild uh, MAC tournament. It always is. And it was tough to see teams win it and not have them be Eastern Michigan. But uh, I think it just would make the moment that much sweeter. So it's one of those uh, things where you want your teams to be there. But seeing how much pride and energy came out of a lot of the fan bases in Cleveland, it just excites me moving forward because I think we all know that our teams will continue to progress and get there. makes me excited for when Eastern Michigan gets to that championship game in either men's or women's or both. Both would be fine, too, in the same year. There'll be plenty of excitement around Cleveland. And for those that have not made the trip down to Cleveland for the MAC tournament, they do it right, Greg. The city, it totally embraces the MAC tournament. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is a wonderful venue. The conference does a nice job of really making it feel like a, a major event. And it really is for the region and for that city. It's, it's really awesome to see how many people will go into the city and make the most of it. So hopefully one day soon, that'll be Eastern Michigan uh, holding up the, the trophy. But for now, John Gross and Akron, Felicia Legat Jack and Buffalo, congratulations to them. And I think they'll be good representatives of the MAC. We've gotten to see those two teams play a, t- a, a ton of times this year and in the years prior. Two well-coached teams, two really talented teams. So hopefully the Bulls of Buffalo can upset the Lady Vols of Tennessee. Akron trying to take down a Final Four team from last year in UCLA and Mick Cronin, who spent a lot of time at Cincinnati. So lots to go around. But first, 
Eastern I, Michigan. I can't wait for you to be doing uh, confetti angels on the floor at Rocket. That Center. is my. Oh, I'll tell you uh, when the confetti pops and and it comes down. It's uh, certainly a sight to see. So I can't wait for that to happen for Eastern Michigan fans. We do have confetti of some sorts, but uh, it was a much different round of confetti as uh, Tage Bryant was throwing bombs at the NCAA championship. And uh, first team All-American honors he collects. And he's one of our guests here on the show today and a good opportunity to get your track fill in this episode. Well, I'll tell you, it was a really interesting conversation for me, Greg, because believe it or not, I've not been around track and field a lot in my life. I'm not really the money, uh, the, excuse me, the running type. But Tage Bryant, really the money type well, Tage Bryant was on the money this week is what I was trying to say. Uh, a 35-pound weight throw, by the way, the ball is 35 pounds. A bowling ball is like 16 pounds yeah. at the very heaviest. Most of us use like a 12-pound ball. And even ball. then, my arm still hurts when we're done. And, I mean, the, the toss that, that he had was certainly incredible. Over 20 meters on that, that's, that's hard to do. Finishing sixth in the nation. And I know that he was hoping for a little bit better in terms of a podium finish. But first-team All-American, just the second student-athlete in the event in Eastern Michigan history uh, to claim first-team All-American status. And when you think about all of the history that the track and field program has, we've certainly promoted that. That as much as possible and everybody knows how much Bob Parts, Parks did for the program and so on and so forth. Um, to etch your name as one of only two first-team All-Americans in that event is certainly special. So it was great to talk to Tage. He's a great insight into his routine, how he became who he is, and also a, a little bit more information just about track and field and what some of the events look like and how it breaks down with the teams and all of that. So really good piece if you're interested in learning more about that. And then you did mention, Greg, it is spring ball time, football back in action starting today. They'll do 15 practices, well, really 14, and the annual spring game, which is back this year after a couple-year hiatus because of COVID. Hard to believe that that's already right around the corner. We know that this full schedule was out just uh, last week. We know that uh, it's that time of year where people start itching for football because basketball will be over pretty soon. And we've got a great guest to talk some football as well. Yeah, we do. Vontrell King-Williams is our uh, second guest of the day. Vontrell comes back, was of course a member of the Eastern Michigan program, first as a quality control guy, then as a GA for them, before uh, sprouting his wings and going to Liberty. He hands the Eagles defeat in the bowl, and Chris Creighton says, you can come on back, sir. He's now in charge of the defensive tackles room for Eastern Michigan and a treat he is. Not only is he a very polished coach, he's also a guy that's very uh, empowering because of everything he's overcome in his life. Of course, losing his mom early on in life, helping raise his brother, and just the positivity that he exudes each and every day. It's going to be a great interview. He's got a lot of energy. If uh, you think that we have energy on this show sometimes, Vontrell brings it to another level. So we're happy to have him back. We're happy to have him on the show. And we'll let him do most of the talking for that interview. But first, let's take a look at what's going on this week. Greg, we already mentioned that baseball's in action right now. Men's golf also in action right now. They are at the Grand Canyon Invitational in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They're atop the leaderboard last I checked, so doing a nice job there. And then it's a fairly light week. Baseball in action right now, as I said. They will have uh, finish up today and then be off until Friday. They'll play a three-game set with Butler starting this weekend. But other than that, it's just the gymnastics championship on Saturday, as we mentioned. And then Sunday, tennis takes on Toledo 
in Ipsy. So if you want to check out some tennis on Sunday at 1 p.m., they'll take on Toledo, and then they'll finish it out with a nightcap against Tiffin as well at 6.30 at the Chip Club. So lots of great action, a couple good interviews. Greg Steiner, anything I'm forgetting? No, you and I need to get to practice. We need to hit the road, and people need to listen to this interview. We're back next week for more of the latest and greatest. We hope you, as always, set it here the Eastern Insider, the only place that talks Eastern all the time and everywhere. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Well, we know that Eastern Michigan track and field has a storied history, but not everybody gets to call themselves a first-team All-American. Our guest today, though, certainly does. Tage Bryant joins the show. He's fresh off the trip to Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, for the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships, where he finished as the sixth-place weight thrower in the country. Tage, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. I know it's been a heck of a year for you, a long season, finally winding down in the indoor side of things. And I've got to ask you to start, how does it feel when someone's able to say first team All-American and that's what's describing you? It it feels great. Uh, You know, been second team All-American, kind of been left out a couple of times. Um, Definitely, definitely feels great. It was something I worked towards, and the title's good and everything, but, uh, yeah, it does feel great all the same. Well, it's certainly uh, an incredible accomplishment. You're just the second person in Eastern Michigan history to ever be a first-team All-American in the weight throw. I I know that you're somebody who has done a lot uh, in terms of your career at Eastern Michigan, and you've certainly followed the the history that the program you're a part of has. I know it's just happened this past weekend, but have you had any time to think about just the fact that despite all of the accolades that people in this program have taken home, you're only the second person to, to accomplish what you accomplished this last week. Definitely. Um, and even being with the, with the first to do it uh, as a freshman and he was taking on his career and towards the end, he ended up grabbing one. Uh, it's definitely something I've been around, so haven't had too much of the time uh, to think about it. But uh, man, it, it's a great experience, honestly. And being the second definitely means a lot. Paige, when you look at your career and and people look at at the history of Eastern Michigan, it, we also have to start out somewhere. What was it that got you into to weight throw to begin with, and then really was the decision for to come to Eastern Michigan? I, I know you've been here a while, but. Take us back to the beginning when you first got here and got going. Right. Um, so I guess graduating high school in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, I knew I kind of didn't want to stay around the area unless something else came up. But um, did track, ended up getting a state championship, individual and team. And my coach was saying in high school at the time, like you should definitely consider going somewhere. So I wrote down a couple of names of schools I was interested in in Eastern Michigan being still a, a pretty well-known school for track and field reached out, they reached back out to me, took a visit, and I knew uh, this is definitely a place where I wanted to be. I mean, everybody kind of has that picture in their mind of how a basketball player prepares. You know, you see the the images of somebody walking into the stadium with their headsets on and then, you know, going through the warm-up process. A lot of people, you know, myself included, aren't necessarily around track and field uh, at the collegiate level or really their whole lives. What is that process like for you? How do you get ready for your event? And then how do you get yourself mentally locked in to, uh, to go through that process? 
Um, typically, always starts off with some coffee. <laughs> Just so I'm not dragging on morning. <laughs> and then um, as time starts to zero in on event day, you know, you're going to get to the arena maybe two hours before. So really just thinking of one or two things that I would like to accomplish really well in the throw today and don't make it any bigger than that. So that's being relaxed, letting the ball pass. I'm just thinking that for literally an hour or two before the meet comes. <laughs> so by the time the meet happens, I know what I need to do, what I should be doing, and it typically helps out a lot. Speed, power, strength, all those things are important, but so is the ability for your coaches to help mold you uh, you've got to work with a couple of different people, first Coach Corn, and now most recently and with Coach Green. What have each kind of helped in, in power into you to make you better? Um, with Corn, obviously, I had a bit more time with. Um, so he really got to see me at a place where I was trying to figure things out in the event. Uh, and he he saw through that I was doing the right things. I was staying on path. Uh, it, it definitely I wouldn't say it hurts the ego a bit in throws, but uh, when you want to throw so far and you see it's going short and you're like, what's going on? You know, to have a coach there saying this is normal, you know, just keep practicing, keep practicing and things will get better. And as he ended up leaving and Green came in, he saw that a lot of the brick work had been laid for the season. So he was a uh, really, really good in keeping the morale high around and, and making sure that we were all trying to reach the goals that we had set with whether like a year ago or this season. And a lot of us were able to do some great things as far as PRs, Mac champions, Mac championships. So track and field is one of the, one of the sports that's so interesting in terms of the amount of people on the team is one of the largest at the school, but everybody competes in different events. There's some weeks where there's runners in one state and city and track and, and or field athletes in another state and city. Um, and then obviously as the season goes on, not everybody gets to compete in the regional or the national event. As you move forward throughout that season, what's it like in terms of a team dynamic at, you know, still trying to support your teammates, but you may not be doing anything that's the same as them. And then also getting that support on the, uh, on the back end, despite maybe being one of only a couple of people at the national event. I definitely try to, for one, be somebody that they could talk to as far as like how that goes. But uh, with that said, I've been here for, for long enough. So I understand what's a good time for this event. What's a good time for that event. If not, I'm talking to the coaches. Is that a good time? Or am, should I not go over there and say good job? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just like figuring that out the the first two or three years, it makes it so much easier. So now I'm like, yo, that was a great time. Like, keep that up. You know, we're, we're going to be seeing you later on in the season or regionals. Uh, there's a bigger pool. So just and if you love it, it's not that hard to keep up with it. So that's kind of what I've picked up on it. One of the things that Eastern Michigan takes pride in is uh, the amount of championships it's won, especially in track and field. And uh, we've already seen the cross country team take home a Mac title, the indoor track and field team title, and now outdoor, the opportunity to to bring home the triple crown. How often do you as a collective group talk about that opportunity after coming up short last year? Yeah, it's um you you just don't want to put those two together to not get the last one. Uh I've been on both sides of it where it's like this is all we have to do, let's do it. And it didn't get done. And like, hey, I guess we have a shot at this, and then it gets done. So it's definitely trying to keep big picture, but that big picture doesn't really come together unless, you know, the small parts are in work. So 
bringing it up a couple of times at practice definitely is a good way to keep going. You had your event this past weekend uh, as, as we spent a few minutes here with Tage Bryant, who is Eastern Michigan's second first team All-American in the weight throw. He's chatting with us about that experience. And one thing I noticed over the weekend was a social media post, a nice picture um, with both you and your dad, who uh, you can also share the title of All-American with. And, and I wanted to ask you about your dad as well, because certainly um, not every everybody's got great influences in their life. Everybody has different stories. Your dad was also a really successful college athlete, NBA player, and still is involved with the NBA. So tell us a little bit about um, his experience and then you growing up with somebody who's had so much success at the professional level of, of athletics and in college athletics and, and what that's been like for you as you've taken your journey through college athletics. Um, definitely growing up with it. I mean, it helps out a ton. And my dad is one, but he will probably let you know that our, our aunt ran track for University of Virginia. And she was another huge, uh, I'd say a huge part of it. And in fact, when I signed to do track, she was on board to like you join the track family. But just having those type of figures where they've been through track and they've been through basketball and it may seem like more so college for track and basketball is different, but it, the the work ethic all stays together. And the draft is obviously just a different, you know, part for basketball, but college, you still go into the same things of having to develop and continue your development. You've already earned your undergrad degree. You've walked, you've graduated. As I see your, uh, your ribbons behind you. What's what's the future hold? Uh, everybody forgets that there is a professional life after uh, this for track and field athletes, Team Nike, or whatever it, it ends up being. What's kind of the the future hold for you once college is done? So I was fortunate enough to go to USA's this year. So I'd definitely be looking forward to going back as far as outdoor and indoor goes. Uh, at the end of this semester, I should be getting my master's in health administration. So it's finishing that one up and uh, hopefully find something to do with that. I know I will. It's a field that I really enjoy, <laughs> like doing classes and papers and all the projects for it. So definitely looking forward to that one as well. Uh, you never hear anybody say they enjoy papers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind them. It's kind of peaceful. <laughs> You've mentioned a few times um, all the experience that you that you have, obviously, in your career at Eastern Michigan. And I'm looking behind you right now. You've got uh, pins from from everywhere. You've got MAC championship medals just hanging off the wall. You've got uh, a uniform, a championship T-shirt, the, the graduation ribbons as well. When you think about your collective time at Eastern Michigan, I know it's not quite done yet, but I know you are probably starting to think about that, whether it's a certain event or a certain memory with the team, or maybe it's just something on campus. What are what are the things you'll look back on the most fondly uh, when you uh, close your time out at Eastern? It, it'd probably be the the process for it. I mean, everybody can say like, you know, when you go on, a, when you go to college, you're definitely looking to do a couple of things. And then when things get hard, it's just like, man, those things are, you know, whether it's a little bit longer of a way than you expected or not, but like having good people, good coaches, teachers, professors, family, uh, just behind me, it's always something to look back on and just say like, they played such a huge part in this one. And after my years here, I, I can definitely say that I, I definitely feel fortunate enough to have people like that in my life. Yeah. And then a follow-up for that is, you know, again, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I, myself included, a lot of us don't have the experience in track and field and, and really haven't been around it as much in our lives. If somebody's listening in on this, that 
maybe trying to figure out what they should be involved in or trying to pick between sports. I know that everything has its value, but for you, if you can give a kind of a, a pitch on the why track and field is something that more of us should pay attention to, what would you, what would you say to that? I'll say for one, it, for me, it was try everything, you know, don't expect to be great at it, but if it's, if it's interesting to you or something that you're kind of getting behind, I mean, why, why not just dive into it a little bit and see if you like it or not? If you like it, obviously, you're going to continue it. If not, I mean, there's other sports and there's other events in track and field. I think I was a I was a hurdler when I first started. So I can't. <laughs> so I've come a long way in that. I don't even look at a hurdle like that anymore. <laughs> but I stayed in track, you know, and found something that I enjoyed to do. And, you know, happy to say I'm not a hurdler. <laughs> Yeah, there's one thing I can't do that's, that's hurdles, and I'm not even going to try. When you look at it for a, a, a novice, what's the biggest secret to success in in your area? I mean, people look at it. They see just a heavy object. But what if you're trying to get into it, What what's the best piece of advice you have? I don't think it's necessarily like you're born with it, but like the relentlessness, relentlessness of it, of trying to figure it out. It is a 35 pound ball. And like I said, it's just like, how come it's not going far? Well, it weighs 35 pounds, you know, it's going to take a little bit, <laughs> you know, so um, just that. But once you get to the point where people are doing it, I want to know how they do it. I want to figure this out for me. And then 15 meters turns into 19, 19, 20, and then you're just building up. And that relentlessness of it is like, I just want to figure this out. But that definitely helps. Not everybody can say first team All-American. You said at the start of the interview, I got second team All-American. And, you know, just it, it wasn't quite uh, enough. Not everybody can say they're at All-American at any level. So congratulations uh, on all your hard work. It's clearly been um, well, well earned, despite everybody. Let's put their name in the record books in the track and field program at Eastern Michigan. Your name will be right at the top. So we appreciate you taking some time with us. Good luck the rest of the way as you finish out at Eastern Michigan. And uh, congratulations again on all your success. Yes, thank you. Thank you. There he is, Tage Bryant, first team All-American in the weight throw. Remember, if you're going to pick up a 35-pound ball, don't use your back, people. Greg and I have struggles with a bowling ball. So we're going to take a quick break, let Tage get out of here. On the other side of it, stick with us because we have newly introduced football coach Fontrell King-Williams. He'll talk about getting back onto the gridiron for spring ball. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Spring ball kicks off today for Eastern Michigan as they are back out on the gridiron of the gray turf, and we're lucky enough to be joined by one of the newest assistant coaches at Eastern Michigan, even though he's been around in a different capacity, Vontrell King-Williams. Welcome back, sir. It's great to have you back in green, Yeah, not seeing you in, in that blue and red that we saw you last oh, time. Oh, man, yeah, that was weird, Now That was weird getting just watching y'all and, and just seeing the guys uh, wearing another 
color and another logo. It was, it was a little different. Most recently, it was on the opposite sideline yeah. as a graduate assistant down at Liberty. And of course, we'll forget about the bowl <laughs> outcome, but how excited are you now? You have had such a great relationship with, with Coach Nethery yeah. and Coach Creighton yeah. and having the honor of coming back here to this program that you really helped mold in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, it's an honor. Um, it's an honor, you know, that they believe it'd be enough um, to give me that opportunity. Um, you know, I'm forever indebted to those guys uh, just to, to give me, you know, my first opportunity to be a full-time uh, position coach. Uh, I, I can't thank those guys enough. We know from your graduate assistant days, one of your specialties is in the recruiting area, yeah. and now you have a position group to call your own. But I'm interested to know, in recruiting, yeah. there's there's a lot of momentum around this program. We, yep. Greg and I talk about it at nauseum every week. The facility we're sitting in right now, the Student Athlete Performance Center, yeah. and just so many things down the list. But for you now, does it help? in your recruiting efforts to be able to not only tell a prospective student athlete, hey, this is a place that you want to be, but now you can prove it. You have a track record of, hey, I had a good position and I yeah. wanted to come back to be yeah. in Eastern Michigan. Yeah, no, that's huge. And, and that's funny. You talk about, you know, uh, momentum in recruiting. We just got a big commit. Uh, can't talk about them, but um, just got a huge one this past weekend. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. I think that's important. Um, it's funny. One of the parents asked me, uh, you know, why, why did you come back? And the first thing I said, well, it is my own room now, <laughs> but at the same time as I know these guys um, and I know the coaches and I know exactly uh, what, you know, the coaches and is about and the culture here. And I know it's extremely strong and um, there is something going on here in the factory. And, and I think, you know, once people start to, you know, just kind of look at it and see it, uh, you, you can see a lot, you know, there's a lot of momentum. How easy does it also make your job when you see a guy like Max Crosby and oh. they backed the bank up to Max the oh, other day, goodness, $98 million dollar extension. You were part of, of helping him get here in a lot of ways. But to show that now an EMU guy is one of the highest paid yeah. defensive linemen in the world right. is something. It's, you know, it's extremely important um, for all these guys that think that they have to go to an Ohio State or a University of Michigan or, you know, it's extremely important because you can be found anywhere. Um, and Max worked his tail off. Um, and so I think that's really important for, for guys, you know, that are, you know, maybe two stars or three stars or even some four stars, right? To say, hey, I can go to an Eastern Michigan and, and still, you know, accomplish all of my dreams. I think that's huge. Well, let's talk a little bit about your path. Greg mentioned it, obviously, a couple of years as a graduate assistant here at Eastern yeah. Michigan, went on to Liberty, got some good experience there, now back. Yeah. But for those that haven't been in touch with you in a few years, yeah. take us through just briefly again your journey through football, um, obviously a player at UTSA yep. with Coach Nethery there. Just give us a little bit of your journey through football in the last 10, 12 years and yeah. how you ended up here. Yeah, so, you know, I, out of high school, went to Mount Carmel High School in Chicago. Uh, and then uh, transferred, or not transferred, I said transferred, um, uh, went to University of Illinois out of high school, uh, and things didn't work out there. Um, and so I transferred to Butler Junior College, and that's where Coach Neil Nethery um, grabbed me over at UTSA and um, finished my career there, interned there. And then um, the first chance that Neil got a chance to bring me up here, uh, he did. Um, came in as an unpaid quality control. Um, as a recruiting quality control, and, and we got some 
pretty big names like Natsuki Lafleur and um, you know Corey Hernandez and you know just good players Bryson Cannon. Um, and then you know was a graduate assistant the year after that, and then went to Liberty uh, for the past two years and and was blessed uh, with that opportunity. I uh, learned a ton from Coach Freeze and um, Coach Aldrich and Coach Simons and those guys just molded me um, and helped uh, mold me into the position coach I am now. I know Greg will jump in, but just as a follow up to that, when because of your journey. Not every coach has the same journey that you had as a player. Right. Um, do you feel like having the experience of going to an Illinois, not having it worked out, having to go to a junior college, then getting discovered by a little bit smaller school and having the success you did, yeah. do you feel like going through that yourself helps you as a talent identifier yep. with somebody that may, again, not be on the Power 5 track, but yep. come here like a Max Crosby yep. and turn it into something. Do you think that's an advantage for you, having gone through it yourself? I do, uh, and the reason why is because you get to see, you know, um, talent in different areas, right? And so, you know, a kid may not have the, the, the length that you want, but he may still be a really good football player. Um, and so, you know, in that, in that realm, you know, you just kind of get to see a bunch of different uh, you know, walks and, and uh, styles and stuff like that. So I do. Um, and, you know, it's been it's been good so far. I know we'll talk more about it here in just a moment, but family and relationships, very important to you. Super. I know you've, you've had your brother around a lot yeah. and he's a, a part of this program, yeah. has been. How important is it for you to be a place and a culture yes. that, is about relationships and family. Yeah, so like you said, family is super, super important to me. Uh, me and my little brother lost our mom uh, when I was 15 and um, or 14, and he was uh, five. And, um, you know, that, you know, just, just having people that will embrace you um, and my little brother, right, that is like, um, that's probably the biggest thing for me um, where, you know, I had a couple other opportunities and this was a no brainer opportunity because I knew that my family would be treated just like family here. Um, and so you know, that's extremely important to me. Um, and that's why I love this program. We're going to talk a lot of it, of X's and O's throughout spring ball, yeah. throughout your time here now that you're in the <clears throat> position coaching uh, area. But just to, to piggyback off that a little bit. Do you? I know that you're young in, your, yeah. in terms of your career. Yep. You've got a lot of ambition to do a lot of things, yep. and, and hopefully in this field for the next thirty years. Yeah. But have you stopped at all yet in your career? Just to think about sitting in the chair you're sitting in now, from where you've come, the challenges you've had. You talk about losing your mom. Yep. I mean, having you, you've helped raise your your little brother. Yeah. Do you think about how much uh, did you ever think you'd be sitting in the chair you're sitting in right now? I I will honestly say I I did not. Um, I know there there are certain times you know, and even though you know had success along the way, there are certain times where you know and I'll be totally honest. I thought about giving up. Uh, it was tough, right? And um, you know the one thing that I always thought about was you know well, how would your mom feel? You know, and you're not only doing this for yourself, you're doing this for your little brother as well, and so. Um, those are like the the driving forces for me. Um, just sitting back, man. You just you just look uh, and you just see how things play out. I can truly say this is no, nothing but God. Um, just the way everything just kind of worked out. You know, even when obstacles got in my way, um, it just seemed like God would find a way to throw them out. Uh, and so, um, you know, to be sitting in this chair, I'm blessed extremely, um, and I will never take this opportunity uh, for granted. 
Um, but I do, I do thank God for, for everything because he's in total control. Here with Vontrell King Williams, uh, on the football field, it takes a lot of dudes to make it happen. Oh yeah. It starts up front last year. Uh, we saw Eastern Michigan struggle to get pressure on the quarterback and especially against the team that you were with last year, Liberty Eastern was not able to get a hand on Malik Willis, granted. A possible first-round draft pick. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a lot different of teams dude. didn't get, get hands on him. But one of the challenges that you face is is trying to expand on that. What have you so far done in in getting individual workouts as you now open yeah. spring ball today? Yeah, I think the the number one thing in pass rush that people um, that they people tend to forget is you have to take care of what's in front of you. Um, and so, you know, for instance, you know, when we do drills or, or walkthroughs or workouts, whatever. Um, you know, I've noticed that guys are already trying to look at the quarterback while they have the offensive line in front of them. No, we have to take care of this guy first, right? I can't worry about what's 10 years ahead if I don't take care of what's right here. Mm-hmm. And so that's the main thing. Um, and another thing is to never stop your feet. You know, I am not stopping my feet. I am going to run through this guy. And the way I always look at it as, uh, you know, I, I use this acronym or this phrase, um, you know, this guy's stopping you from what you want to get to. So what is the what is your why? Okay. And just look at the quarterback as your why. And this guy is right in front of you. Um, and so people, you know, tend to play a little bit differently, right? Like if you say, Hey, that's your mom back there, you gotta get to your mom, but this dude right in front of you. Oh no, you're getting out of my way. You know what I'm saying? So uh I just think that's that's one, you know, one of the big deals. And I think um some of the things that we put together, we we should be able to be generate a lot more pass rush. You talk about that, and you say the people in front of you. You're talking about the offensive line, of course. Yeah. On the flip side of you obviously handling the defensive line responsibility and the defensive tackles, I know you guys are going to get out there. You haven't really been out there with one-on-ones yet. But how big of a blessing is it going to be to have the resource of the offensive line that Eastern Michigan has to offer and all that Coach Coughlin's doing? Because this is an offensive line where – Last year, you know, rushing for 1,600-plus yards, um, 3,000 yards passing through the air, good protection for a lot of the year on the quarterbacks. To have resources like that, it's not every team where your defensive line gets to go up against that. What what have you seen so far from the other side of the ball that's going to help your guys? So I think the first thing i got to say is hats off to Coach Coughlin. Um, uh, That O-line group was probably not proud. They were one of the best O-line groups that we faced this past year when I was at Liberty. Um, and I knew they would be. <laughs> I knew they would be. Uh, but I think that that's, you know, a huge advantage um, because you don't get to go against an offensive line that good uh, all the time. When I was at Liberty, you know, our O-line was not as talented uh, as, as you know, the ones that we faced. And you know, I think sometimes we got false confidence. Um, and so this year, it'll be a little bit different, right? Our O-line is going to be as good or even better than some of the teams that we play. And uh, it ain't going to be no false confidence. You're you going to have to go get it and strap it up every single day. And if you don't bring your A game, you know, they're going to they're gonna put you in the dirt. And so I think that's, uh, that's good for me. Uh, that's good for our guys to know that um, because they know they got to bring it every single day. Or they're gonna they're gonna get get hurt. <laughs> so. There's only one senior on this defensive line for yeah. you, and that's Jordan Crawford, and he certainly anchors a lot. But you look at guys, Alex Merritt, uh, in the mix. I mean, was a big factor last year. We know what Jose Ramirez can do on the outside yeah. as well. Uh, who excites you the most right now? Uh, one of the guys that you know that I just have kind of seen um, 
that I didn't know. So, like, I knew Aaron Hamilton and I knew uh, Alex Merritt. Um, one of the guys that really excited me just from watching uh, his potential uh, is Peyton Price. Um, and then another guy is Melvin Swindle. Uh, both of those young guys, they they got it. Um, you know, we just got to get it, you know, going in their head and, um, you know, mature more as a, as a football player and a leader. But those two guys right there, um, though, those guys are going to be the future uh, for this D-line group. You look at uh, Chris Creighton is a inspiring yeah. kind of football coach. A Chuck Bola, who you've been oh, around, yeah. Yeah. is a more traditionalist, hard-nosed yeah. football coach. You can go up and down the list, up and down the coaching staff, and everybody has their own. Neil Nethery, a little bit more methodical, oh, mental yeah. football coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. What type of football coach is Vontrell King Williams? Oh, y'all know it. Oh, you know it, baby. I'm excited now. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump around. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, have fun. At the same time, when it's time to get stuff done, it's time to get stuff done. Uh, and I think the guys know that. I know a lot of the older guys, when I, when I got the job, um, you had people like Wu or Mike Smith hitting the young guys. I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all, you know, y'all are lucky, man. Uh, so I'm going to be as energetic as they come. You're going to hear me yelling all the time. Um, you're going to see me jumping around, probably doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Hopefully I don't rip my pants. Uh, but, <laughs> good thing we've got good equipment. Yeah. Oh, man, right? Get it stitched up right away. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's me. Um, I'm going to build relationships with my, with my guys. That's the biggest part. Um, you know, there's a phrase I say, you know, I'm going to coach you hard, but I'm going to love you harder. Um, and that's going to be my motto, and that's how I'm going to do it. But y'all going to see me jumping around out there, so. The next month is full of football. You got, yes. you got three days a week yeah. of uh, spring ball, and then we'll hit the spring game, and then it's time for a little decompress. When we're not worried about football, what's what's Von Trell doing? You know what, man? I'm uh, Most of the time, I'm just spending time with my little brother and, uh, you know, just trying to build him and, and teach him, you know, life skills and stuff like that. Uh, I like to do a little bit of traveling. Um, and so, you know, it's, you know, it's actually nice outside today. Um, but you know, when it's a little cold outside, you know, try to try to go down south a little bit. Um, but you know, for the most part, I'm I'm really spending time with my family. Um, may go back to Chicago uh, for a little bit, and you know, see see those, see uh, that part of my family, and you know, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna ask you a two parter here. I'll give it to you in two separate parts so you can uh -oh. focus on each one. <laughs> okay. The first part is. What's something that when you were interviewing to come back to Eastern Michigan, what's something you knew that you missed a lot about Eastern Michigan that you were excited to get back to? So one of the main things that I, that I missed, okay, and so this is going to be funny, was Coach Nethery's barbecue. All right? <laughs> so I knew, right, if I got this job and I told I said, hey, Coach Nethery, I need some barbecue. And he made me some ribs, I think, the first week that I got here. So um you know that that was that was you know one of the things that i missed but on a serious note um i missed um the guys um you know like jose and i just miss being around those guys i just remember how they pushed each other um and the just just how they you know went around uh went about their business um you know i i thought that you know and i and, and not to knock any of my guys at the other places but you know, these guys here were truly like a brother, brotherhood, um, where Wu would hold Taran, right, and, and make sure that he gets what he needs to get done. Or and if he didn't, he'll call him out and it would be the same thing, vice versa. Um, that's that's one of the main things that, you know, I missed. And, you know, these young guys is taking at follow suit. You know, they do the same thing and I love it. And then 
you, you aced the first part of the question. That was the easy part. <laughs> the second part is, is there something that when you got back, you had maybe forgotten how much that you liked that part of the program? Or is there something new in the program that gets you that much more excited about being back? Yeah, let me think about that. Um, something new in the program or something that I forgot. Um, oh, yeah, no. So something that I forgot was uh, how much of a trickster Coach Creighton is. Uh, <laughs> just all the tricks and the um, jokes or, um, you know, magic tricks that he plays on you. Uh, and I, I do miss that. It was actually, it's actually kind of funny. I, I actually did one of his uh, tricks or magic tricks to a recruit and the kid could not get it. And I was just dying hysterically. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh man. So yeah, no, I missed that part. When you, you now have a couple of rings in your pocket. I do. Do you, do you pull them out as a little motivation for the guys? Because we've been, Eastern's been so, so close. very close. So and, close. Uh, now it's it's 2022. The new motto is soon to be released by Coach. We yeah. know, but uh, the motivation has to be there. I mean, you've been right there on the cusp. What's that next step this program needs to take? You know, I think um, I think we just have to get a killer mentality. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a I have my I'm gonna have my ring shown in, in my office, uh, but you know, we just we just have to develop that, and I think. You know the route that we're on. You know we're on we're on the right right track. Um, we just have to continue to push a little bit more. Uh, and I think that you know the guys that that starts with recruiting, right? We have to recruit those guys that know how to finish from championship programs. Um, and so and we're doing that. And uh, you know I I uh, I will use that a little, little bit of motivation every once in a while. Um, but I won't. I won't kill him with it. <laughs> Fontrell King Williams is his name. Defensive tackles is yes, now yeah. his game coach. Welcome back to Eastern Michigan. Thank, Thank you. you for taking some time with us today. Appreciate we'll it. Look forward to, to catching up with you more as spring ball moves forward. It's going to be great to see you back out on the field in the green and white. Definitely, man. I'm excited. Thank you all so much. There he is, Vontrell King-Williams. He has to get out to practice. Greg and I have got to get on to game planning for the next episode. So we will finish it up here. You heard from Cage Bryant, first team All-American in track and field. Now, Vontrell King-Williams. Remember, follow Eastern Michigan football all week long, all spring long as they get spring ball unraveled. And we'll keep you posted here every week on updates from the gridiron. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.